0: Hi, my name is Pat Blythe and welcome to Love the Music. Today's date is Tuesday, May 4th, 2021. And I can't resist. May the 4th be with you. Welcome to the Pandemic Interviews, Conversations in a Changing Time. The indie music scene is comprised of a wide range of artists, those who have been in the business for many years and those who are just getting their feet wet. My goal was to connect with a wide range of Canadian artists to find out how everyone was approaching isolation, the ban on live performances for the foreseeable future, how the pandemic changed their lives and their plans, and how they were coping personally and professionally. April is one of those young bands just about to crash through the gate. Quickly gaining a following in the Hamilton area, the band was just starting to hit the club circuit in Toronto. They were heading into the recording studio when I first met and photographed them in 2019. The band was working in overdrive, focused and determined. They were excited for their future. Then the pandemic hit. Hamilton, Ontario, Steel Town, home of Teenage Head, Tom Wilson and Blackie and the Rodeo Kings, The Killjoys, Sumo Psycho, The Trues, The Arkells, Crowbar, Svengali, Monster Truck, and that's barely scratching the surface. Home of gritty, knuckle-bearing, driving rock and roll, Hamilton has no shortage of talent and one of these bands is April. Don't let the name fool you. These four guys are full-on rock with a punk-in-your-face edge to their music. They are determined to entertain and get you moving. Brand new on the indie scene, April was formed in November 2018. Eric Maloche, the band's founder, is the son of well-known singer Tyson Maloche from Spin Dizzy. According to Eric, my father dragged me into this wild world of music. A lot of parents take their kids fishing or camping. I was a young teenager playing bass for dad's band Spin Dizzy. I learned the business, booking, and the hard work that comes with this choice of career firsthand. I consider myself lucky. The first April recruitment was drummer P.J. Reynolds, Malosh and Reynolds having found the rhythmic groove on a prior project. The hunt was on for vocals and guitar. Evan Bowker fit the bill on vocals as his background in metal provided a fresh new element to the punk stylings of Malosh and Reynolds. Finally, the gods intervened when Stacy Stray agreed to perform with the band until they found a permanent guitarist. Stray, a well-known and respected musician in his own right, immediately fell into a musical collaboration with Maloche. The fit and style was undeniable, and with Stray's unique and catchy guitar licks, the distinctive April sound was born. The band's name is in remembrance of one of Eric's sons, whose birth month was
1: April.
2: OK, my name's Eric, and uh, I play bass in April and sing backups, primary songwriter. I'm PJ. I
1: sing backups and play drums. In April,
0: and how long has the band been together?
2: Well, two years. Well, just over a year since the first gig. We did our first gig April nineteenth of twenty nineteen. Yeah. Previous to that, we were just kind of a couple months in the basement, so we're not quite up to your mark. (laughs) (laughs) Making big plays really fast.
3: (laughs) Okay.
0: Where were you last year? And where did you expect to be now?
2: Last year we were just basically at this time just coming off like the first couple gigs, um, just looking just finished
1: in, the a uh, few recordings.
2: Yeah, a couple studio get couple studio tunes. Riding right the high of being asked to do a lot of shows, a lot of cool opportunities coming, mm-hmm. um, and being being able to be selective of what opportunities we took. Now <laughs> the world shut down and. Uh, It's such a different place. Now, it's more, in a refreshing way, it's given us more time to do business. We didn't just stop. We didn't just crumble. It was kind of like, okay, the four of us, what are we going to do? Okay, let's get the rehearsal studio cleaned up. Let's get back to the drawing board. Let's get back to the basics of writing, working out parts. Let's do all that fun stuff. Um, Then we sat down. It was when the world opened up again, what? Where do we need to be? So now let's invest in our stage show. Let's invest in more merch. Let's create logos. We we kind of took it as like, you know, we're in the penalty box right now. What do we need to get to the next level? This is like our intermission before the final period.
1: That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Uh, just for, I mean, I think we were, this time last year, we were planning to be, pretty far along by now i think we were talking about doing festivals and there was there was festival talk there was radio interview talk
2: yeah and then we just kind of that all went away
0: (laughs) (laughs) so what's your current situation
2: so right now we're uh we just finished up the studio for two more songs um and then i believe august 2nd we're back in the studio b-town sound with mickey and daniel torresini um to record a couple more Um, But it's been just basically rehearsals, writing. Um, We went and dropped a lot of money on a new MacBook so that we could get into editing, video editing. We spent a lot of money on an editing program. So PJ and myself have spent a lot of time just tutorials, working on things. Um, We want to be self-sufficient that when everything opens up, um, you know, we can be on the road and being updating our social media at our pace. We want to make sure that, you know, People are going to be excited. We want people to be excited with us. Be familiar. We want to be, you know, consistent. We want people to have a good time. We want people to feel a part of what what we're doing. So,
1: we just kind of decided like once everything stopped. Okay, so what do we do? Do we do we just let the fire burn out? Do we, you know, uh, give up or wait? We decided if we do that, we're never going to keep this momentum rolling. That's been one of the huge things about this band since we started. We really haven't had time to breathe and. At first you know it's your your head's kind of spinning, but we kind of like it like that because we can't get lazy, so we just decided to keep it moving just keep you know looking for the next thing to do like getting into recording learning how to do that same with Eric saying like the you know video video editing and the social media and we've been trying to close some merch deals things like that and just keep going because if we stopped then we didn't know how that was going to affect us really and if we'd ever be able to get it back so
2: <laughs> it has to keep us interested too yeah, like. that's right. There's nothing worse than sitting at home with all these creative ideas and no one to bounce ideas off of. <laughs> so, that's been So thankfully, thankfully at 4 a.m., PJ still answers my phone calls. He's still crazy, so that's good.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so has
0: isolation and the pandemic changed uh, your approach and how you keep yourself relevant?
2: Uh, for us, it was, you know, every, well, and it's no offense to any other band, but, I mean, it seems like every band and their uncle with a guitar is going and doing these Facebook Lives and these Facebook concerts and these look at me for an hour and a half and then, tune in next thursday at 10 p.m and we're doing it all again and that's cool and great and all but th- you're you're taking the special and the 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 excitement, the excitement out of what people want to do think i mean i'm not a welder i'm not going to go to your house and be like let me weld this for you there is guys that are welders that should be welders that's what they do we are musicians we're here to entertain let leave it to us let us do our jobs let's all work together and let us do what we have to do. Um, we didn't. We chose not to do the Facebook Live stuff, um, just for the simple fact that we are a high-energy live band, and to capture something on video, it's not going to come off as what we do, and it's not the proper setting for us. Whereas a lot of acts out there that are more acoustic, more you know, more Singer relaxed, more thing. yeah, singer-songwriters, those guys can do that stuff. That's their avenue. Let them do that. We've accepted that. That's not our avenue. We step back just let the professionals do that. So and focus and rebuild. hundred percent. Pretty much. We just didn't want to take away from
1: what we have to offer, what we feel that we have to offer as a band. We thought maybe we couldn't do the Facebook Live thing correctly, you know. We didn't want to put anything out there that we weren't proud of and then it's out there forever. You know, we kind of want kinda wanna stay in control of what we what we know we're we're proficient at.
0: So, you're writing again. So, is what's going on around you now reflected in any of that writing? Or has it changed the way To be honest, like, for
2: us, mostly, like, you know, we we do have very busy lives amongst ourselves. and, And this band is basically what keeps us so busy. Like, I mean, like, I have kids. PJ's around. Like, we're all... PJ and I are active with each other consistently every day. We're on the phone three or four times a day talking business. I have this idea. How do we get to this level? Okay, I'm at work. Can you Google this for me? Yeah, and he takes care of that. So... We're consistently busy, so this COVID thing didn't really stop or change our direction in any sense. We're still very busy. We're still very active. We're still getting things done. Uh, it just more stopped us from pushing live shows, getting into the festivals. Like I think that's all that's kind of stopped for us, the that aspect of business. Honestly, the background
0: it, is still pumping along. We're yeah, oh yeah, is, we're,
2: you know, when we can waiting
0: to get there. When think, we can
2: get there, we're ready. We got merch, we got the full backdrop, we got live show, we got stage, bubble machines. We're ready to go. We're well. not. I honestly think
1: this the pandemic's been good for for us. I mean, I'm writing a lot more. I'm starting to get more into structuring songs and lyric writing and things like that and just constantly staying Busy with researching, you know, the stuff that we don't understand that we right. need to understand to do everything ourselves. Until we can't do everything ourselves, we're just trying. Like it's, it's. I have the time now to, you know, search these things and look them up yep. and understand them. And it's, it's uh, a little crazy and frustrating. And because I realize how uh, how how much there is and how much is on our plate. But I mean, this time's been good to actually, you know, use it and to, and learn how to do things that I have no idea how to do. So. <laughs>
0: So, one at a time, PJ, I'll start with you. How are you coping with all of that personally?
1: With, like, with the pandemic? And with the
0: isolation, the pandemic, et cetera.
1: Um, it hasn't been too too bad. I mean, I'm kind of, I'm not as much of a social butterfly. I like my alone time. I like my privacy. I've just kind of accepted that everything in life I've tried to put a positive spin on no matter if it really has a negative connotations like kind of the pandemic especially uh just be like, okay I'm never going to get this time again to really until I retire or you know there's never going to be this kind of break in the world where you can kind of maybe take a breath and you know learn more about your craft or you know when you're working 40 hours 50 hours a week I you know you're you're not drumming as much or playing guitar as much or you know you're focused on all these other things and I've just decided that, like, why, do, why don't I keep busy and learn more things? And that's kind of what's been positive in this pandemic for myself anyway.
2: Okay. How, are you,
0: how are you coping personally,
2: Eric? Uh, well, for me, like, I mean, it just just, uh, like, I don't know. My life is always a big ball of chaos that just doesn't, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't seem to stop. It's always something going. So for me, like, I mean, when everything got shut down and, you know, was, everyone had to stay away. Like, I mean, my work still kept going. You know, we, we were doing take-home delivery, so... My, like, that had to keep going, you know, with having the kids, the band, the house. I still had to make an income. Um, and then with everything else around us, like, the band, we talked and we made a decision. Like, you know, we all believe in each other. We're not we're not endangering anyone else. Are we taking proper pro- precaution, like, to make sure we can be in rooms rehearsing? Yeah, so. Oh, well, we
1: spent hours discussing that. Yeah, <laughs> like,
2: just making sure that we were, you know, we didn't want to, one of us sick, in fact, the other street, you know, like, that's. But personally, not, Personally, ah, uh, it's been all right. It's it was a roller coaster for a while. To be honest with you, like uh, just little things like not being able to see my kids right away took a huge toll on me. Yeah, that was cool. um, the drinking, like so I, in the beginning, I got back into drinking heavy. I was, uh, you know, dabbling into drugs here or there. But I mean, for <laughs> the most part, like I mean, I've talked to a lot of people who've been suckered in and couldn't break that cycle. Whereas I was lucky; I have broke that cycle. I'm not drinking every day. Not using drugs. It's, uh, yeah, you got to learn to cope, I guess. I don't know. It was emotional. No one has answers. That was the hardest part, waking up, and I've always been in control. I'm a control guy. Like, yeah. I have to know things. If I, I don't want to ask for favors, if I can do it, I'll do it. I don't care. This whole, like, waiting on the government to give you answers, and the government doesn't have the answers for you. And you're sitting here, like, in your head, like, will we ever play a show again? Will, this, will we ever? We don't know. We don't know what's going to happen, you know? Then they talk about lockdown what the hell does lockdown mean? <laughs> yeah. For a guy who enjoys his bed and can sleep for 18 hours at a time, the fact that someone's going to tell me you're going to stay in your house for a week, that's scary to me. That I don't like that. You need people to survive. I'm a social butterfly. <laughs> yeah, you
1: are. I think coming back to those 3, 4 a.m. conversations has really helped us both cope. I mean, we're kind of each other's support network, not just in the band, but outside of that. Like, We both have weird hours, and we're both up, all the time and you know we really really keep in contact with each other even when it goes when it's not just band stuff like this we to say we haven't felt depressed or overwhelmed during this is would be lying because there is times that we have for sure felt like what are we gonna do like when's this gonna end you know those those feelings just kind of crush you but so we have stayed in contact with each other and kind of supported each other and the best we can anyway try to keep it open Open dialogue with everybody in the band, honestly, because you kind of, you like, you do need that support system, especially with the guys that you're closest with, I'd, I'd say.
0: Live performance. It's pretty key to the development of most bands.
2: Oh, yeah. It's live performance. <laughs> <And> live,
1: performance.
0: <laughs> live performance is what this you know? band
2: is based on. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so what do you think the future is going to hold? Oh,
2: boy. We've had this talk before, and it's, you know, like, I couldn't imagine, like, I'm all for, like, you know, masks or whatever the government says. I couldn't imagine packing 80 people into a small venue right up front and everyone wearing a mask. Like, that's just going to be uncomfortable. I, I just can't see that happening. I can't see. It's going to suck the fun out of that. Now, the social distancing thing, you're going to keep people six weeks from the band. The ex, you lose that energy. Like, that's, we've talked about this a lot because we, our band is a live band. We are alive. live High energy, it flows. So it, it's a scary thought that we, we like don't, don't know, know right? Like, to yeah, well, happen, it's, right? I mean,
0: festivals have shut down. The clubs, we're, we're literally losing Losing clubs, clubs yeah. You know, the Orbit Room just announced it closed. Yeah, it's I been around 25 absolutely. years, you know? It's like, that is...
1: It's horrible.
0: It's horrific, that one. Yeah. So, the hideout. So, what do you think the landscape is going to look like? The I know there's been some things to play.
1: put in place, like they were, you know, the drive-in... Uh, concerts that's happening um that's i think that's decent honestly but it's seasonal yeah it's seasonal right and like and i couldn't imagine
2: trying to listen to a band while someone honks their horn uh, like that
0: would be you know
1: there's there's a lot of like what ifs like drinking and driving is a major major thing and i don't I, I mean it's it's a start honestly it's something it's no one's some like people are trying to figure out ways around this and that's cool but honestly i don't know what the landscape's going to look like it it's, it's going to take a lot of planning and a, a lot of thought.
2: But I think we've had this talk kind of like touched on the subject, not, indir- not directly, but indirectly. Like as going back to the board, like, you know, when when all is said and done and with the closure of all these bars and the amount of bands out there that are going to want to play and everything. What separates us from every other Joe Schmo band out there?
0: And that's a good point. So I'm going to cut you off there because the next question is, do you think 2020 is going to be a career killer for a lot of bands?
2: For a lot of bands? Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. So for us, it was like, what can we do right now in this time span? Okay, let's focus on our live show. Let's focus on the merch. Let's do that when bars start rebooking bands, and they look and they go, okay, here's you know, here's Joe Blow and the Schmoes and whatever. Those guys. Or here's April that took the time, has a full live show, professional. you know, Because you have the bands that are at a level higher than us that are going to need to come back to the club scene to get on the radio again and stuff. We need to appeal... To all the marketers, to the promoters, to the club owners—that these aren't just regular guys anymore. That we're here, we're going to bring a crowd, we're here to entertain, and we're um, ready. And we're ready. Like that was
1: our major thing about this whole thing: was taking this time and getting ready. We don't know when it's going to open. Like it could be a month from now, but we're just about there. We're almost like finishing up the EP. That's pretty close to being done. We've focused so much time and money on software and merchandise and you know building relationships with a lot of people especially in this city um that are also struggling like uh people that are doing merchandise for us we're working with them to kind of put income in their pockets as well so just so we could all be ready especially as a band right like so we're when- reliable
2: we're, we're we're building foundation relationships as in like the merch companies hey listen you know they came to us and said we can do masks now okay yeah we'll, we'll take an order of masks how much do we pay for them It's not something that we necessarily, like, I don't wear a mask personally. Like, you know, the other time we have to wear it. But it's not something we mandatory we're going to wear. But it was putting money in their pockets to get them back to work. So I think moving forward with bars, we want to show, like, you know what? We take this very serious. We're investing in, you know, ourselves. And it builds a relationship. It gives a bar owner who's unsure of the times right now when they're going to be able to get back to opening, when they can book bands, capacity, that, okay, these guys are serious about it, they're responsible, they've gone the extra steps, they're going to want to work with us, and we'll continue to, to work the extra steps.
0: So one of the questions I had was, you know, following the Boy Scout motto, it's, you know, always be prepared. So it's a, so I can ask the question and I have asked, do you think anybody could have actually planned for this? But let's flip it around and say, has it taught people... That maybe planning a little bit ahead is is a smart thing to do instead of always running by the seat of your pants and the whole just-in-time syndrome definitely. is actually yeah
2: know, yeah 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 no definitely a little yeah. bit
0: more focus on be prepared
1: I mean who knows if we're ever going to see something like this again like let's hope yeah, not yeah let's hope not but you know <laughs> who knows now this has been a wake-up call for everybody in the world like no one ever, we never thought we'd see something like this. Like no one it's never crossed anybody's mind. So I mean every hundred years. Yeah, I guess so, right? Yeah. So regardless of like just banned stuff, been, And we're like, gonna live
2: forever, so yeah. <laughs> we're definitely going do another one. <laughs> like,
1: I think planning will definitely go a long way for not to you know, not like stockpiling toilet paper and Lysol wipes and hand sanitizer and building a bomb shelter and wearing tinfoil hats or anything like that just in case unless you know maybe if that's what you want to do whatever if you got the money go ahead I don't care
2: but on that note though, you, have to, you have to be careful too like you you can't be scared now to book tours ahead of time you can't be scared for us like we always have you know okay we're doing this but there's a big picture for us we're like in no means or anything does this, this little thing like well not little but this does this episode make me feel uncomfortable to the point where I'm like you know what like maybe we need to scale our big plan back not at all That, that will that, that's never crossed my mind that's nothing just definitely open our eyes to definitely
1: planning things out and staying on top of you know having having things a list that we can check off of constantly you know planning for 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 the future like for this it's band. A
0: honeydew list. Yeah, yeah. Do. That's right, That's, that's right.
1: It's <laughs> yeah. kind of the pressure yes. we need to keep yeah. ourselves on for okay. sure. I'd yeah. say.
0: A nice segue into our first song, "Demons." It's one of the first songs the band worked on together, according to Malosh. I had this riff I had been playing on the acoustic guitar, but when I played it on the bass, it had that real low, dark tone that excited me. Evan took over writing the lyrics for this song, and you can really hear the emotions in his voice. The way Stacy rips into all the solos and the feeling that it brings is top shelf and gives PJ and I the chance to groove the way we do.
3: been here many times. I just can't seem to escape my mind. These demons inside are real. Self another truth.
0: welcome back to the pandemic interviews conversations in a changing time you just heard demons written and performed by hamilton rock band april i had the chance to catch up with bassist eric maloche and drummer pj reynolds back in july 2020 so do you think musicians artists in general do you think they're a little bit more adaptable or flexible for something like this
2: i don't know to be honest like i feel like and i can speak personally like on behalf of the band whereas like you know like for pj and i we've always had this like crazy lifestyle and maybe have taken things way too far that we shouldn't yeah. so we're like adapting is I'm used to adapting we're like cockroaches
1: honestly <laughs> <laughs> like anything can hit us and we'll be okay we'll it's figure it out Yeah, that's yeah okay that's
0: <laughs> that's but, but the creative approaches are usually I mean they, there's a whole lot of creativity in what you do so does that make you more flexible or adaptable
2: uh, it's made me more flexible because PJ and I spent a lot more time writing together actually yeah. as with our guitar player Stacey as well for the most part like in the beginning it was just me just me show up, here's the song, here's what we're doing and we played through it and did it. Now I'm kind of more like, we have more free time together with this. So now it's more like, you know, Peach, come over, check out this idea. Okay, we work songs together or Stacy, you know, we'll send Stacy files. Stacy will record guitar tracks, send them back to us. He's in Toronto, right? Mm -hmm. He'll send them back to us in Hamilton. He's been a uh, major
1: help with like riffs too. Like he'll, he'll, he's done a lot of work for this band. We've all kind of
2: had more time now to like write together in a sense like we we've adapted that's been my flexibility it's it's not just me anymore like now i i have guys i can count on it's nice that's a huge change Uh, yeah it is he's giving up some control now
0: so what do you think it's going to take to get people back out into the clubs
2: i think i think when that when the opportunity comes up and people are allowed back in the clubs i think this is where it gets scary i think people are going to compare to near the end right before this thing happened i think you're going to get more people out into the clubs I think people have been locked up for too long that they're getting excited, and they, they're the first chance they get that they can get out and they can go see music. I think you're going to pack clubs the first couple of months. My worry is, it takes one person to spread this, that's and right. then we're back on lockdown. For we've the talked about wave. that
1: a lot too, like how no matter what, no matter what band, they're going to have a crowd. Like it, it'll, I think this will be. I, I'm not 100, percent but that's what we've been talking about. Like. People are going to just be, they don't care what band's playing. They're going to want to go. It's going to, you know, it's going to be like the days before the internet, I think. But again, there's a safety factor in mind too. Like, is that a good thing? Well, we don't know yet, right? So who knows what's going to hold for the time when, when everybody says, okay, well, we can do this. We can open, you know, hopefully uh, this, you know, COVID has dissipated at a, you know, major rate. So it is safe for everybody to come out, but who knows until then, I guess.
0: Touring. And it's the same thing as you know, band, be, yeah. Bands want to play, so and it's and it's necessary for them to play. But everybody's at home now, so do you think that maybe this might lead to a little bit more live streaming? And then you've got merch to sell. Are they we're going to be seeing the merch now over the internet as opposed to yeah. live and on stage? And over here is our merch table, and I, think I mean, the more focus is going to be on
2: that's the we find with this like i mean like so if there's a six feet social distancing rule how do you sell merch <laughs> so you can't take merch to the club anymore then is it directly online i guess we're all waiting on answers I mean, we're ready to go either way if it comes yeah. down to we can't have a merch table because of this covid thing don't worry we have a website we'll be ready exc- to go. i think the
0: excitement so of that's it so it's it's the do you think the focus is going to be in the near future on websites and your merch table on the online merch table, I think table, that'll be probably to-
1: Yeah, I think that'll be probably the the safest option, but I the only downside I think that's fine too like of um, you know, selling everything online, but the excitement of like, of, you know, when you go to see a band that you've never heard before and you're blown away by their show and buying that shirt and, you know, that excitement's going to be gone and that's that's kind of it's it's depressing. Like it's, you know, I what? But I mean, especially for us being
2: a new band yeah, that, that like, we feel we have a show that we can and yeah, we can excite people. Yeah. So, like, I mean, like and if we strive on that, that, you know, we're willing to go on any stage at any time and do our show. We believe in what we do. So now that you've mentioned and put it in that form, that context, yeah, it is a little depressing that we over. might not be able to. Uh, we might have so, to go all oh, day. Okay, oh, so gosh. what do you
0: think? What do you think about some of the pop-up shows that have been happening? I mean, apart from the drive-ins, I mean, people have been doing. You know, bands have been setting up on streets and doing like sort of little. Everybody's on the other side of the street. Street parties. There's been, um, you know, bands with tiny amps and stuff, and pulling up in pickup trucks and parking lots and. I mean, there's a, there has been a lot of creativity from from the industry. You know, indiv- bands out there. Do you think that that is?
2: feasible? I mean, it, it's it's good. 10%? I mean, it's good on them. 110 percent. Um, and I mean, there's no, there's no book on how to be successful or anything. So, I mean, I'm not saying that we're doing it the right way, but I think for us right now, this step back was kind of like, we took a step back to focus more on business for ourselves yep. to for be, sure. you know, we're, we're not, and I, we just, we're not that band that could set up in two o'clock in the afternoon with little amps and, and that do that. Like, fun, we we yeah, have like we idea. have other things right now that, to keep us busy to keep us focused. Yeah. Uh, I mean, am I it's opposed about building a product? For am I like opposed sort of kind of to uh, setting on. up and doing an acoustic show? No, we've done an acoustic show before. It went over well. It was a lot of fun. Yep. Totally different take on the tunes, and it was a blast. But we have kind of a, a goal of what we want, what we want to do, what we want to accomplish in this time off. This time off we have right now. So doing these streams or these little setups, and it's just not worth it to us right now. And, you know, heaven forbid that we're the reason someone gets sick. You know, like, I don't, you know, I don't like that idea. That's kind of freaks me out. Then that's career suicide, I think, you know.
1: (laughs) Okay,
0: collaboration. And there's two sides, there's two different areas of collaboration. Writing, do you find that there's more collaboration, but with the way you two have been talking, it sounds like it. We are collaborating a lot more. A lot more over online through social media or whatever. So a lot of your writing is a lot more collaboration going yes. on with you guys. Yes. Yep. So w- within the band. Now, what about collaboration among the musicians? A, have you have you done? Um, yeah, I know you have worked with Stacy. Have you worked with any anybody else out there, or any or would you be willing to work with other musicians, collaborating on things? The other the other side of that is that this is an, a a chance for mus- musicians really uh, on the on the whole to have each other's back. Yeah. because there's so many issues within the music industry right now especially at the local grassroots level the indie level uh, with the venues and with the pay for play and, and all the rest of it is this a good time for musicians to take a step back and go okay maybe we need to be talking to each other and collaborating
1: that's a, that's a great idea honestly I don't a think I think, more- well we
2: went a little different route I think we didn't really like go as like in that sense we didn't really like we haven't researched other musicians about collaboration and stuff Obviously, we're, we'll play with anybody anytime. <laughs> yeah, no, I love to write. I have lots of writing this. But for us, I think it was more like uh, we went the route of, like, um, like the merch team we work with at Agora Productions. We went to them and, like, you know, how can we help you help us? You know, like, we went off ideas with them. Uh, you know, spent, like, I had a lot of phone calls. You know, like, just we went that route, you know, local bars. So, like, the Corktown, that was our first gig. Jimmy of the Corktown has been great to us, letting us oh, yeah. photo shoot there, film there, everything. So we went to him and it was like Jimmy, w-, like you know, multiple multiple emails. Like, what can I do? To, what can we do as a band to help you? Do you have T-shirts? Can we buy your T-shirts to support your business? Um, you know, and, and he was just like, once so we're open,
0: you're actually collaborating with the venues, with, with venues, him, yes. That's great.
2: And uh, his thing was, you know, when we open, be ready to bring a rock show here. Hey, yeah, <laughs> you call and we're ready. You know, was like really cool we're, we're awesome. but Jimmy's like great. I mean, we 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 you know, not not that we we're being dicks about it but we went to people that personally have helped us in the past yeah. and that you know we were lucky enough you know like i have my work PJ gets to work at my work with me so we're we could stay afloat we could invest back in our band how do we invest back into the people that gave us the chances that you know jimmy didn't have the cork down didn't have to give us the upstairs of the cork down didn't have to give us the venue when we call and said hey i need this date he didn't he believed in us and gave us a chance. So, I bet you ask that when he needed us, we're we're right there. The first phone call he calls us, we'll take care of him. So we went that route, kept it more good. personal.
0: That's fabulous because I think we need more collaboration with the venue
2: owner. 100%. Yeah, there could be a million bands, but if there's no venue,
0: okay. So you look at what's happening worldwide. Everybody is on a level playing field. This has never happened before. Yes. Absolutely. It doesn't matter who you are in the scale of the top 1% or you just picked up a guitar 6 months ago in a garage band, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's on, his, on the same level playing. Do you think that this is a golden opportunity for local artists to shine? Because we always hear the 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 saying of, you know, eat local, shop local, grow local. What about listen local?
2: Yeah. That's a good question. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah. I think that's a great for us like this is a big we've taken the step back is to to reach out to local people in our market that are into music so that this yeah, way when things sure. do open up you know we now have you know reached out to you know out of say a thousand people you know we have more of a chance of 200 people that have never experienced our live show to come out because they do they are looking at listening to local music so we've reached out directly to our communities right pj mm. yeah no he kind of nailed it <laughs> so
0: you think this is a good opportunity this is for good local opportunity. artists to really up their game
2: 100% and if the only thing that's gonna make it difficult is what restrictions we're gonna have from the government
1: I'm thinking maybe like it's a great idea that would be awesome but we, some I don't know it's it's kind of hard to say because I think maybe all of us as local musicians we got to just keep pushing so that people that don't know the local scene will be more you know included and kind of like open we got to open their eyes to these bands so we can kind of steal the big major bands audiences you know and have more of them more of the focus on ourselves right. but I'm just we got to think of a way we just got to keep pushing in order to uh, you know open up the market yeah, I mean,
0: part of it's getting the radio stations and stuff I mean there's only so much that I mean what what happens with the larger bands is that touring I mean that's where they make their money is touring and yeah. large sales right, right. for those two or three hundred dollar tickets that's really a long time coming I think for mm-hmm. most of them,
3: mm-hmm.
0: well into late 2021 and probably 2022, but if I want to spend 20 bucks to go and see a local band who's got some tasty pieces that I might want to buy, and approaching the local radio stations, etc. Yeah,
2: you know, yeah, you've yeah.
0: raised your game a lot in the local scene, and right. and hopefully develop more of a following.
2: That's the plan, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, definitely. Like that. But I think that's why we've been focused on like our live show. You know, the banner, the strobe lights, the bubble machine, and stuff. To separate us from from every other band that's going to be out there, we're not coming back out with four guys wearing black and, <laughs> and nail polish, ready to get on stage. We're coming back with a with a full show, a production actual show, yeah, yeah production, like, uh, already, a ready, you full know,
0: produ- fully produced show. Nothing
2: so, nothing too crazy over the top. I mean, we'll still go on first out of five bands, or we'll go on fifth out of five bands. Doesn't matter to us. Yeah. Nothing too much work, but we want you know we want people to, we be want excited. to make an impact. Really, yeah.
0: Well. yeah. Okay, fair enough. So, do you think the current circumstances? have actually heightened the awareness and appreciation and a little bit more respect for musicians in the arts and entertainment in general.
1: I think the kind of art More aware. How devastating it's been to, you know, the arts is a lot... People are noticing that a lot more. It's becoming more of, like, common knowledge. Like, you know, the starving artist has always been the, the joke among people. and But now it's kind of... They're seeing that, like, you know, people are into, like we're artists are, are major, major, um, contributors to, you know, everything that people are into. And it's, it's starting, this is starting to shine a light more so on like how it's affecting people's daily lives when they don't, we don't can't consume what we have to offer anymore on a major scale, you know? So. Do you so. think
0: people are really missing the music?
2: Oh, I do. For totally. sure. For sure. I, I you, and you know what though this thing is like, I mean, and like we're in Hamilton, like, but say in Toronto previous to this you can go out any day of the week and see any band or anybody you kind of take it for granted like how many times like and i for pj and i especially like i could say how many times where we (laughs) where we invited out to go come see us at a jam night and it's like you know what like and all the times I i just couldn't make it for whatever reason work or whatever now looking back it's like damn what i would do to go to a jam night <laughs> it's just it's crazy right like it, and it, so so not just not only just like people in general but for us as musicians yeah. like what a crazy flip a coin like literally a flip of a coin and just everything stops and then you look at it it's like you want to go so for us we're lucky in the sense that like at my house we can rehearse in the basement we have full rehearsal studio we're all good but like i'm looking at rehearsal studios that are open and it's like bring your own mics well, we used to go to rehearsal studios. We didn't own equipment. That's why we went there. <laughs> so it's like now, if you want to go rehearse with your band, you better own mics, which is, it's it's crazy yeah. how things have changed. And I, and I think not just only for the community, for us as as artists as well. I think we're all starting to acknowledge it as well. Like yeah. Speaking of
1: the, oh. the open jams, I remember just before COVID hit, I hadn't been out to one in a long time because I was working Continental 12s and, you know, same thing. Things come up, you're lazy, whatever you Take it for granted, honestly. And then I last one I went to is the Honest Lawyer just before COVID happened. And I had such a good time. And I just remember, like, okay, every Sunday I'm doing this. And then bam, it hit. COVID hit. And I was just <laughs> like, oh, I was having a good time. <laughs> you know, so we, yeah, it's it's been noticeable, definitely, even in, in, on the musician side of things. We yeah. miss it too.
0: <laughs> the sale of online instruments. Not just studio equipment, but online instruments has skyrocketed to the point where people can't find a flute anywhere yeah. sort of thing, right?
2: Now, like so, in a very, like, and I'll be 100% yeah. honest with you, very douchey sense, Like, and I was that <laughs> douchey guy. When the world shut down, you bet your ass I was the guy online looking for deals on anything that we needed as a band. Yeah. And I went and I took full advantage of that stuff. People just, stuff that was sitting in the garage, they didn't, we needed a PA system. Guess what? I saw a PA system. I went and picked that bad boy up. You you know, it sucks, but at the same time, like...
0: Well, the thing is, is that sales have gone up. But the other thing that's happened in in alignment with that is that you've had members of the band going, man, it's a long time since I touched those keyboards. Or maybe I'll hold that guitar out of the back of my closet. Do you think there might be a new renaissance in music? Some more experimentation? I mean, as a drummer... You start to write with a guitar, that's a totally different instrument. It's true. Right? We never have to worry about that. (laughs) As a bass player, you pick up a flute. That's a totally different thing. Yeah, yeah, Right. So, um, and there's a a lot of musicians out there that play multiple instruments, at least two. So, and they're writing again.
1: So do you think that
0: there's going to be some change? I
1: know, personally, I... um, like, I've always, been, I've always been a writer of lyrics. And not so much as a lyricist. I wouldn't say a lyricist, but maybe, like, poetry. I've always wanted to apply it to music. But as a drummer, you know, don't play guitar. I'm not a piano player. So I don't know how to form melodies in my head, really, and write that way. So that's definitely been something I've started to pick up throughout this whole pandemic is learning how to structure more, you know writing like lyrics to songs and trying to figure that out and learning more with Eric too about kind of phrasing and um structure and like fitting melodies and things like that so I mean personally that's I could I've learned more to do separately from drumming in this pandemic so I mean totally I think people are that's going to be great that if they start to learn you know more instruments and take the time and
0: because it gives you a different angle yeah when you're writing whether it's lyrics or whether
1: it's the music. Right? Yeah. So you better as a, as a you know, musician, right? I think.
2: Like for us, like exactly what yeah. PJ said, like exactly what PJ said, like we, uh, when it came to like, before I had, like I, it was all me. Now, like, you know, more writing with PJ, with our guitar player, Stacey and stuff. So now with PJ, like, PJ will send me lyric ideas and I'm like, yes. Or he'll be like, hey, what do you think about this little thing? And it's like, he's starting to come out of his shell personally now, like about writing more that way. So we still have kind of the same structure whereas you know, I do like all of my writing primarily on acoustic guitar. Um, and then I bring it over to the band and we, you know, put a distortion stuff on it. But um, P J kicking a little ideas, Stacy kicking the little ideas, and Stacy now is like kinda of getting in like, hey on bass, what about doing this? <laughs> <laughs> so so I mean and, and it's it's cool and, and to be honest, like sometimes it works. It's more experimentation. We are sure. we all have the same you know influences and stuff we all we all have the same vision of what we want to do it's not like one of us is like worship tool and we're gonna get on math rock we're not like that <laughs> but we all have these little ideas that like sometimes it just fits and it's something you wouldn't hear normally so it definitely makes i'm not gonna say easier it makes my life a little more difficult sometimes <laughs> but it's much Control, more right? fun <laughs> it's, it's much fun. more fun yes yes you're okay. learning
1: to play well with others. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yes. We're all playing in the same sandbox. Now. Eric Maloche wrote, Love was one of the first songs I wrote for what would become April. I was in a bad spot at the time and needed to vent. I sat down one night with the acoustic guitar and had the main riff that would become the verse. The lyrics just came naturally, all the gangish backup vocals in the chorus, the sing-along hooks. Once I showed PJ and he brought in all the Tom work and the stuff that PJ just does, that groove really shaped what April would become. back to the pandemic interviews, conversations in a changing time. You just heard Love written and performed by Hamilton Rock Band April. I had the chance to catch up with bassist Eric Maloche and drummer PJ Reynolds back in July 2020. So what have you learned from all of this?
2: Um, Get more sleep. <laughs> yeah, no. Honestly, like, we, well, there's a lot more on the business end of this than we realized. And we've always oh, yeah. been and like since the beginning, like like PJ vouch for me, like since the beginning of this band one, I was rec- recruiting the guys and stuff, and I'm like, listen, just have faith and I'll take care of all the business for us. Just believe in me. So now like since everything shut down and we we said we're gonna focus on the live show and the business side, it was like this black hole that we fell into. <laughs> <laughs> and it it's crazy Hence like you know, the three AM, four AM yeah, conversations. <laughs> and it's like, you know, and and the, the good thing, and, and why I'm lucky though, and like, and I mean this, like, why I'm lucky, when I call it to to, to my like, PJ, I have this idea. I was reading this article. Let's do this, okay? Let's do it. He's never said no to me, and I've never said no. <laughs> yeah. We we embrace everything. We've researched, but every time you think you know something, there is another part of this that just, <laughs> <laughs> it is the craziest, the craziest thing. Like we filled out some form works. Welcome to my world. Um, yeah. Hey. Yes. We filled out some forms the other day about, um, you know, getting some songs, like, into commercials and stuff, using some of our tunes. And it was, like, just, like, some of the questions that, like, something as simple as, like, what key is the song in? And it's like, okay, you know what? Like, that's an easy question. But, like, never would you ever think as a musician, I need to know, like, this song is in this key. And they're like, what's the primary instrument? Well, for us, a song, like, in the band in April, we've always written songs and the bass and drums groove together. We always wanted to groove. We want to dance. Stacy's little melodic guitar parts. Everything flows. So it was like sitting on the phone, like, "Bro, I don't want to say it's bass because I'm the bass player. So what do you think?" And he's <laughs> like, "I don't want to say like, it's drums because <laughs> I'm the drum player." <laughs> it's like, but these are serious questions that you get asked, and a lot of musicians, once they start climbing out of this hole and they, you know, they decide they're going to start taking these serious steps, it's a wake up call, and it's we're kind of lucky that we didn't take the step back that we drove into this business now because there's no way i could be answering these questions making <laughs> phone calls and booking gigs do either of you chart no
1: i can read yes but i
2: don't know no. i don't I can know i, I can people, can't even read charts you i'm can't. self-taught like everything i do is like just by feel like i'm a, I'm a field player
0: is that something maybe you want to look at
2: um, once I figure out the rest of this business, <laughs> I can't take on any more on my plate right now. Yeah, let me tell about you. Mental breakdown. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the there yeah. is not enough hours in my day to start shredding music.
0: So, you've got anything to add? What you've learned from all of this?
1: Um, just that don't take anything for granted. Honestly, things can change in the blink of an eye. That's really what I've learned, and to appreciate, you know, every, you know every aspect of what you do in your daily life honestly like because things just change so fast and we're never going to be back to normal you know like things are going to change from this point on it's you know start to appreciate more honestly that's what i I think i've learned mostly and stay positive (laughs) (laughs) too much of my life in a depressive hole and you know doing coping with bad things and you know so i've just tried to stay positive and you know stay
2: strong and moving we're moving we're moving forward pretty positively right now so
0: okay so two positives to come out of this one personally and one professionally
2: okay
1: i'll start with pj (laughs) two positives um okay personally i'd have to say definitely i've learned how to be more patient and that's been a major thing throughout the years is I'm not a very patient person. I'm kind of shoot-from-the-hip kind of guy. I've always been that way and, you know, shoot first, ask questions later kind of thing. So I've definitely learned more to how to cope, um, be more patient and cope in a more positive light. And uh, that's helped me immensely, professionally as well as personally. Professionally, it's a i definitely become a stronger player through having the time to focus not just a player but a musician you know with writing um lyrics and you know learning how to structure more and and i'm practicing a hell of a lot more so that's you know definitely been a, a major positive and it like yeah, I actually feel like i'm uh, doing what i'm supposed to be doing as a, as a musician you know when
2: with the time that i'm given at this point so
1: yeah
0: <laughs> mr eric
2: okay for me personally i think a positive of it is i've been able to like you know build strong relationship with my band you know i can count on them more i've oh, I've given them a lot more um you know more opportunity in the band we've been writing more together um i'm able to count on my guys like in this was a huge eye-opener that you know when the world shut down my guys didn't quit on me they kept going you know let's get together yep let's do it you know i had a lot of personal things i was dealing with um and my guys stuck through with me and you know took my phone calls at 3am took my you know we need to get together i'm going crazy you guys need to be here now to jam we need to do this and they took that like that was crazy on a professional level positive thing i've taken out of it is that like like it, it's not that i never i've never doubted us as a band but I've, i feel a lot more confident in us um looking at the business you know when something needs to be done it could be as little as hey we need to pay 300 for this hey no problem we're all chipping in the money's ready you know we're ready uh, so we're, the confidence boost, the friendship boost is definitely the two positivities that have, uh, have come out of this whole, this whole thing. You know, it's not like before it was like, Hey, we could play a show in six weeks. You guys in. Yeah. Okay. Let's start jamming. Now it's like, guys, there's nothing to do, but we can get together and work business together. Yeah. Let's do it. It gets you excited again. You know, like that's for sure.
0: Everybody's got a favorite band. Oh, can we say our own? It, I did the dream boats and all four of them said it um, who would you want to open for and or share the
1: stage with?
3: Oh boy. Wow. Any
0: band,
1: preferably alive because if they're dead they couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me personally, shine down. Who? Shine down. Shine down. Yeah. Brent Smith and Barry Kirch are two of my idols. Barry Kirch is a drummer who's been with Brent Smith, the singer, since he was like 18. And those two guys have been shined down since day one. And they're just definitely one of my major influences. So I would love to uh, at least, if not share the stage with them, at least meet those guys. Maybe go for a beer or something. Open, <laughs> open for them. Yeah, that'd be cool.
3: Hey,
2: I mean, for me, like, I love Paul Stanley. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, yeah. I love Paul Stanley, of Kiss. Like, I, like, I friend. love Paul Stanley. That's my man, Christ, for sure. But, I mean, as far as the live show, I mean, like, Guns N' Roses has been a huge influence on me. So, I mean, open for Guns N' Roses, getting in a big stadium to play to all those people. I think our live show would come off well in that environment with that rowdy GNR crowd. I think we'd go over well with that. And that's, you know, those are some of my idols. So, Unless Paul Stanley wanted to hang out with something. (laughs) (laughs) Paul Stanley's my guy. (laughs) That is my man crush in a half, let me tell (laughs) you.
0: That's good. And that's all I have unless there's anything you want to add.
2: I think that's it for us.
0: And we're sitting in the galley pump in Hamilton.
2: Galley pump in Hamilton, yep.
0: And uh, which is hence why you hear the uh, The utensils and people yelling (laughs) in the background.
2: Thanks, Pat. Thank you, Pat.
0: You're welcome. You've just listened to a conversation I had with bassist and songwriter Eric Maloche and drummer P.J. Reynolds from the band April. We met at the Galley Pump in Hamilton in June 2020. As you can hear in the background, their takeout food is very popular. Many thanks to Eddie and Quincy Bullen and Paul DeLong for writing and performing the theme music for the show. And to those of you tuned in, thank you for taking the time to listen, inviting us into your cars, offices, and homes. If you'd like to continue listening to what these musicians have to say, follow me on Podbean or any one of the platforms you're using, and you'll be notified automatically when the next conversation is published. I am Pat Blythe, and you're listening to Love the Music. Have a great day and a wonderful evening.